Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by my super-duper co-host, Matt. Was so kind. Good evening, friend. That's easily the best co-host I have. Well, on... <laughs> It's, hey. like, it's like when my mom says that... You're uh, better than Steve. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> uh, suck it, Steve. Yeah, suck it. Um, cool, man. How's life? It's too late for this. For small talk? Yeah. Entirely fuck small talk. We're doing this way later than we usually... Like, ever. Like usually we end at this time. Yeah. And we're just starting. Oh boy, here we go. The, the late nights retro craptacular. So it get could. comfy in my couch here. Yeah, just adjusting. Just creaking in. The couch that you're sitting oh, on yeah. is literally a hide of bed with no mattress in it and just a sheet of plywood <laughs> underneath it. I'm well acquainted. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but I got to paint a word picture for the listener. They don't know the inner workings of my couch. Anyways, um, haven't read your Wikipedia page. No, no, I haven't written my Wikipedia page yet. I'm working on it. Um, so him, I remember when we were talking about the live action Lion King. Yeah, and you were like, "Oh, I thought it was gonna be like a live action adaptation of the Broadway play, and be like people in cat costumes and blah." Remember when you were? Remember when you were all like that? That was a really good imitation of my voice. Yeah, well, I owe you an apology, sir. Because I was like, obviously no one's ever going to do that. That's the stupidest thing ever. You're dumb. But no, someone's doing that. Someone's doing that? Well, not with The Lion King, but they're doing a a Cats movie. And they're literally just, yeah. Like a a movie version of the Broadway. Yeah, but it's going to be like mocap, I guess. Like they're going to do like CGI. Oh. But it's going to be like cat people. Like they're not just going to like, they're not just going to make like a tabby and have it. Like sing and dance, it's gonna be like cat people, cat people, but CGI. All right. So, anyways, that's happening. Interesting. It's really not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting that you were all like, "Ooh, that would be a cool thing," and I was all like, "Stupid, you're stupid," and then it happened. Yeah, you just pooped all over it. Yeah, I was like, obviously, no one would ever do that, but then it happened. So, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Do you feel vindicated? Nope. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, it's not not the same. <laughs> all right, we're off to a hot start. Mm, uh, we're just roaring down the lanes tonight, my friend. Mark Hamill is going to be the voice of Chucky in Child's Play. I, there's... I... What? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. He's in uh, such movies as... Star Wars and uh, seen that one, yeah. Uh, Wind Rider, no, that's Slipstream. Slipstream, that's the one, dude. I know all about <laughs> Slipstream. Um, and uh, he's gonna be the voice of Chucky, you know, the killer doll. Oh, that Chucky. Yeah, that Chucky. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, there's, there's no other. What other Chucky would there be? I don't know, <laughs> Chucky e. Cheese. Is are there Chuck E. Cheese in our country? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen one. Didn't there used to be one that, like by the Costco? No. No. Maybe. I mean, not that I'm aware of. Maybe not. It seems like such such an American trope. 
It's like, but like when someone, it's just, just like well, an arcade. Right? When I when I hear someone say like, "Oh, let's go to the Chuck E. Cheese," I think of in my mind if we were like, "Oh, let's go to Castle Fun Park." Yeah, well, it's, it's the same thing, right? It's like a, it's just like an arcade. When you have your birthday party, I guess. Do they also have mini golf? Because Castle Fun Park has mini Maybe. golf. I don't know now if we have them in Canada. I don't. I've never think, seen one. I've never heard anyone talk about it. Yeah. In real life. I've just heard it referenced on you know, community and such. Yeah, and seeing like I remember seeing like commercials for it on Fox Kids. Huh. In the like Saturday morning cartoon lineup. Oh okay. Uh. So anyways, yeah, Mark Hamill's he's gonna be the voice of a killer doll. You, he's a great voice actor. Dude, he's so good. He's freaking phenomenal. So good. And I'm I'm so glad that he's getting work. Yeah. You know? Because, like, he's great. He's fantastic. Like, he's in that Nightfall movie or TV show now. Oh, I didn't know that. Playing some, like, old Knights Templar guy with a bunch of... <laughs> Dope. Yeah. It's good, man. It's good. Um, Yeah. I like the people that are, are, are back on the, the Hamill train. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he was kind of just, like, relegated to being, like, a voice actor for a while. You know? Which, like, he was great. Like, the Joker is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. But he's, like, you know, he can face act, too. He can. (laughs) He absolutely can. Yeah. Face act. Yeah. Face actors are are an interesting (laughs) breed in the acting world. Did you watch that video essay that oh, who was that? I think Nerdwriter did all about Ian McKellen and how he acts just with his eyes? Oh no, I haven't. It's like look, it's not anything profound. Like I think we kind of all knew this. <laughs> but it's kind of just like like a big old gush gush session where it's like, "Oh my god, look at how good Ian McKellen is in this scene." And then this scene. And then this scene. So go with his eyes, and it's like it's like yeah, dude, we know. He's yeah, like, I mean, I I think he's fantastic. I'd watch it. Is he the greatest living actor? I I am not at liberty to say. Pretty f- fucking good though. Pretty fucking good, indeed. Like, pretty really fucking great. Pretty really fucking great. Yeah. Pretty really fucking great though. Uh, speaking of Mark Hamill, there's a little trailer for a little movie that dropped. Last week, that uh, I think you probably saw the trailer. This movie, Mark Hamill's gonna be in it. They're doing a sequel of Slipstream. Slipstream. Oh too. my gosh! Slip on into your pajamas. Oh. oh, what? <laughs> we went real different directions there. Slipping on into your butt. Slipstream two. Electric slipperoo. I choose you, <laughs> Pikachu. All right. There's another Star Wars movie coming out. They Star made a Wars, trailer for it. Yes, episode the last. The last episode. Yes. What do you think? What are the feels you have? What are the thoughts you have? Are your thoughts and your feels at odds with each other? Or are they in beautiful harmony? Uh, I think there was there was some odds. I mean, yeah. like, on the one hand, it was just a teaser trailer, so it didn't really give us anything True about the movie. I have no idea what's happening in this movie. Nope. At some point, Ray is going to do a flip. Yeah. Kylo Ren's going to, like, choke slam a guy. 
But like and maybe those things gonna, won't make it into the movie. And they're gonna find a wrecked Death Star. I mean, it's very likely going to happen. Either the first or movie. the second. I'm guessing the second act. No Death Star. Oh, I see. Yeah, no. When <laughs> real? Yeah, of course. Second yeah. Death Star, idiot. So, yeah. So we didn't really learn much, but then also like, it's the next Star Wars movie. Of course, I got jazzed when I was yeah. watching it. Yeah, oh like, yeah. I'm like on board regardless yeah um so those were two kind of contradictory feelings and then another one was like i'm super i really because Wait, what was the first feeling though we just didn't get much oh out, yeah, out yeah, of the trailer. yeah 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 sure um and then also it was like because episode eight went in went and just like it was a it was a totally different direction and it just expanded really the scope of what a star wars movie could be in my mind mm-hmm. like there was just a lot more and it was very unexpected definitely um that like this movie could go anywhere yeah and part of that is really exciting and then part of it is like it could go anywhere and there are a lot of bad places that it could go <laughs> yes yeah and so there's there's excitement and trepidation all worked up uh, together um and then that's all compounded by the reveal of, of course, the Emperor's return. Oh, my God. That was like, I was on such a high. I was just, I was getting, getting jacked up. And then saw the Death Star, wrecked Death Star. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool thing. And then I heard the laugh. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> You fucking kidding me? Uh, Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Of course you had such a strong reaction. Like, look, I loved The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The movie was exactly what it needed to be. It's not the best Star Wars movie ever. But it was great. It's nowhere near the worst Star Wars movie ever. Definitely not. It's really fun. Bunch of cool new characters that I love. Old characters coming back. The perfect mix of like new thing and just enough fan service to like really like poke at the nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but the whole thing, like my favorite part of The Last Jedi, because like for a whole year before The Force Awakens came out, it was like, oh, who's this Snoke guy? Why do we know? Have we never heard of this guy before? Yeah. Who's he going to be? And then, like, he was just a guy in a big chair, and then everyone was like, oh, we didn't find out anything about Snoke. I guess we're going to find out in the next one. And I'm like, I don't really fucking care. Yeah, I remember us... He's a big bad guy in a big chair. I remember us talking before the movie came out. It'd be like, it doesn't matter. It would be great if it just didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was the emperor? I don't know. Old guy in a chair. Who cares? Yep. Shoots lightning out of his hands. Generally bad. (laughs) So, like, when my favorite moment of that movie is when they just unceremoniously kill Snoke yep. in the middle of Act 2. And his, his purpose as a character was to further Kylo Ren's character. It didn't matter who yeah. he was, right? Yeah, like, Kylo Ren is the bad guy of the series, not Snoke. Mm-hmm. He's not important. That's why he didn't get any character development, and, char- and Kylo Ren did. Yep. Why people can't see this, I don't understand. That's another story. But now, 
if if they do what I assume they're going to do, and it's like, ooh, Palpatine was behind it the whole time. He's back, motherfuckers. Then I'm going to be like, well, that sucks. Yeah. I feel what? Like... No, Sorry. No, 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 nope. no. no, I just... All right, I'll go. Okay. But... So... Oh, there's a decent <laughs> chance. <laughs> I'm just fucking. There's a decent chance that this is just JJ trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And like the emperor is back. But like they just find a holocron or something like that. And he he comes out of the holocron. It's like a recording. You know, it'll be amazing. What is if they find him and he's just like sitting in a throne. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. and then Kylo Ren just kills him. Just him in half again. <laughs> oh my god, that would be good. Oh, that would be amazing. Just like the I biggest would, middle finger to all those angry fans. I would get down on my knees and worship J.J. <laughs> Abrams. Like I would build a shrine in my house. I'd pray to him every Sunday. Wow. If that's what he ended up doing with that movie because that would be so ballsy be and so amazing to like get all these because like he's been on quoted as saying that when he read the script for the last jedi he loved it so much he wished he was directing it yeah so i know such a good script. i know he has reverence for that film so that's kind of why i was thrown for a little bit of a loop when i saw or when i heard that laugh i was like really yeah, like, why to, why would he do that? You had to just okay, um, because he's also the nostalgia guy a little bit. Yeah, and I mean more than ever, like I wouldn't be that surprised if Episode Nine had the most fan service of them all, being yeah. that it is the last one. Sure, and, and it's called the Rise of Skywalker, and like who knows what that means? Yeah, I, I have mean, all kind. I've heard every. I've heard every single bit of speculation about that, and of course, the one, the one thing I hope he doesn't undo in this movie is that Ray is nobody. Yeah, it doesn't matter who her parents were. It makes her that much more special if it's not important. Yeah, you know. I feel the exact same way. Again, something we totally talked about before the yeah. last one came out. We, we talked about this on many, many episodes of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, hot topic, yo. And so, like, if she ends up, like, taking the name Skywalker to, like, you know, honor Luke or something like that. Okay. Yeah, maybe, like... Sure. Maybe you know, they'll just, like, have a, of a scene. Because, like, wait, sorry, I'm going to backtrack. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. they have old footage um, from Force Awakens and maybe a bit from Last Jedi that wasn't used that they're incorporating into the movie. Yeah, and so they're probably just gonna like CGI her clothes to be different or something like that, and then mm-hmm. she'll be in the movie, and then use a body double for you know re- reverse shots and, th- and things like that. But they they're not gonna full on like Peter Cushing her like they did in Rogue One. Oh, I didn't assume that anyone yeah. would ever try to do that ever again. Yeah. Maybe she'll just like adopt Ray. I don't know. Could be, yeah. Like that'd be cute and weird. <laughs> Adopting a grown woman. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like there was a line in the Force Awakens where Mas Kanata says the belonging you seek is not behind you; it's ahead of you. And then she says Luke, and so it's like, well, maybe that could be like a nice way to like pay that off. You know, it's like he was like a father figure 
character, but Han Solo was more of a father figure. I don't know. It was. I just, I really hope there's not like, you're her secret daughter. Ray Skywalker. I don't know. You know? Yeah. No, that's. But if she's like, I'm going to take on the name Skywalker as an homage to my mentor, then I'm like, I'm kind of like, okay, that's, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. That's fine. And I mean, like, does she have a last name? No. Well, not that we know. Yeah. But she's just Ray, right? Yeah. So. I mean, maybe she knows her last name. Yeah. But also maybe she just doesn't have one because she was sold as a child. It's true. Yeah. Why would anyone use it? But also no one's ever asked. True. How rude is that? <laughs> right? You know, like like she could just very well have a last name. She's like, hey Finn, what's my last name? She's like, yeah, I'm Ray. Oh, I'm Ray Calrissian. Oh, rise of the Calrissians. No one saw that coming. Um, keeping up with the Calrissians. <laughs> Lando and his like fifty illegitimate oh, children. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so many. Uh, you know that dude is fucked. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like probably some robots too. If you saw Solo. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was such a weird addition to that movie. He was just in love with a robot. Anyways. So yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm like cautiously optimistic because I'm like JJ loves to fuck with people. And so I kinda hope that like the Emperor thing is just being built up, you know, to be to be more than it is, like Remember that episode of the Clone Wars where, uh, like, Yoda went to the Sith planet and talked to the Darth Bane apparition? Yeah, that's right. And he, and he was like, "I'll kill you, Yoda." And he's like, "You can't. You're <laughs> you're just a projection." And he's like, "Curses." Boiled again. <laughs> I would have got away with it too. <laughs> For you meddling goblin. Fun fact: Mark Hamill did the voice of Darth Bane in oh, that episode. Oh, yeah. did he? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's lovely. I know, right? He's so talented. So talented. Oh, Mark. So strong. Anyways. Um, <laughs> one of my one of my coworkers is uh I, I recently got a new job in television. Mm, in the um, television industry. Yeah, so oh. I won't say what channel, just to remain somewhat anonymous. But uh one of our one of my coworkers, he's like hosts one of the shows and he's he's quite handsome and he knows it. Oh, baby. And so anytime so anytime he walks by, like, carrying, you know, like, his tripod and his camera bag or anything like that, or we need help, like, getting, you know, some lights down in the studio or something like that, and he's carrying equipment, and we're almost like, Dean, you're so strong. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he'll be like, oh, shut up. Because <laughs> he knows that he's good looking. <laughs> it's so good. But, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Star Wars. Cautiously optimistic. I think that's fair. Can't wait till the next trailer. And like, honestly, I think cautiously optimistic is how I felt about the last movie too. Yeah. And the last movie rocked my socks. Yeah. Personally, I still love it real hard. Oh, for sure. No, that that movie for me was like, like it did everything that I was hoping they would do and never thought they would do. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, like yeah, I'm like, absolutely. I would love it if they were just like, yeah, raise nobody. Yep. I would and, love it if they're Snoke's like, nobody. Snoke's not important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and I would love it if Luke died the way that like Yoda died, where he just like disappears into nothing and his cloak floats away. That's exactly what happened. 
and it's like he's like, like it checked but all the boxes, in, but in an even more grand way. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so I was just like, that was a moment where I was like, man, this Ryan Johnson, this this guy really gets it. Yeah, man. So yeah, I don't know. Um, what else did we get? Oh, we also got a trailer for season two or season two, season seven of the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm int- very interested to see that. Very rich. Ahsoka's story is just so rich. Yeah, I'm like totally ready to go back there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if I was like like I was like ah oh, they're doing the Clone Wars again like that's cool, you know I was like yeah I'm kind of it's been a while especially in the, sh- in the shadow of yeah the impending episode nine it was not as exciting no and I mean even when they did like the announcement trailer at Comic Con last year. I had like a little bit of extra, you know, a little bit of new footage, but not a lot. I was like, oh, that's cool that they're bringing it back. Like, I'm glad Dave Filoni gets to finish the thing that he wanted to do, but they didn't really show you much. And so I was kind of like, yeah, Clone Wars is coming back and I'm going to watch it, but I'm not like amped really. Yeah, that's fair. Because also like Rebels was still finishing. And so I was kind of like invested in that more. Um, But now, yeah, now I'm like, I saw that trailer and I was like, oh man, fuck, I forgot like how good that season five ending arc was and like how we totally got left in the dark on what happened to Ahsoka. Yep. And you know, I, there's been some of this stuff has kind of been spoiled over the years. Cause I guess, I guess, you know, Dave Filoni never thought that he'd be able to do this again. So I've seen when I was at star Wars celebration, I saw a panel uh, where he talked about some, uh, you know, incomplete storylines that they never got to finish and i've seen other things where he was like talking with ashley Eckstein, who plays ahsoka about like what her character's arc would be so like some of that has kind of already been revealed a little bit um like the whole thing with the clone troopers painting their masks to have like her the the same like color pattern that's on her Uh forehead Things like that, like this is like the garrison that she gets to command, and then they they honor her that way. So like, think little things like that have been revealed. But like, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty pretty fucking stoked, man. I mean, that'd be great. I just wish that they had released the trailer for the Mandalorian too. Right? Yeah, but I saw I saw the cell phone footage. Someone someone filmed it with their cell phone, and what I saw looked pretty dang good. Taika Waititi plays an IG-88 robot. That's everything I need in life. So fucking good, man. We'll see it eventually. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I know we will. But they, uh... Yeah, from all reports of, like, the people who were, like, in the room, they're like... It's like a Sergio Leone western with stormtroopers. Yes. And and I'm like, yeah, fuck, dude, that's... all Because it takes place, like, five years after Return of the Jedi. So there's like oh, no empire. Really quick, yeah. There's no new republic yet. So it's just like total like lawless edge of space kind of crazy town. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm on board. It's gonna be good. Um, but we are gonna talk about some other sci-fi today. Indeed. Um, very different sort yeah. of series. Uh, it's the. 40th anniversary of Alien this this year. They uh, was that a crowd cheering? Is that what you were doing, or were you screaming? I I feel like it works either way. Okay, well you know that in space no one can hear you scream, so 
idiot. Um. Oh boy. Uh. You can edit that out. <laughs> yeah. So um, so it's the 40th anniversary of Alien this month, uh, and uh, they've been releasing these short films uh, on YouTube, which some of them have been pretty good. There's a couple that were kind of like meh, but. Uh, couple that were like oh those are pretty decent um so we figured since well we won't we haven't seen avengers yet because it's not out Hmm. i'm going this saturday you haven't got tickets yet no um probably won't be able to see it and record an episode by the time the month is over no and if we keep doing like bad superhero movies every time there's a new superhero movie in theaters. We're going to run out of bad superhero movies real fast. Yeah. There's like a new superhero movie every other fucking month. So we were like, you know what? Let's not do the obvious tie-in and talk about something to kind of, you know, you know, tie into the Avengers movie. Let's watch, uh, let's watch uh, a, a classic alien film. So we watched... Alien 3. Director's Cut. This is rumor control. Here are the facts. A 337 model EEV crash landed here on the morning watch. There was one survivor, two dead, and a droid that was held as this might be on repair. The survivor. Yeah, so we watched what's actually, it's not the director's cut. Oh, my bad. Um, the version we watched, it, was, it used to be called the special edition, and now I think the official title is the assembly cut. The assembly cut. Um, David Fincher has gone on to be an amazing director in his own right. Um, but this was like his first feature, and I think he 
he's basically disowned it at this point because <laughs> uh, he felt like he got shafted pretty hard by the studio on it. So, rough. Um, yeah. So it's it. He had nothing to do with the the version of the film that we watched, but it's uh, it was put together by I believe one of the producers on the film and someone who had a lot to do with making like the bonus material for the, the alien anthology uh, DVD box set and Blu-ray box set. Mm. Um, they kind of worked from his, like David Fincher's notes and kind of put the movie together as best they could. Um, and he kind of gave them their, his blessing to do that. Um, and tried to, to emulate his, you know, original kind of vision for the movie as much as possible huh and i think it worked out pretty well yeah i do uh it's been a while since i've seen the theatrical version because usually when i watch alien 3 i kind of just watch this one because it's just better (laughs) um theatrical version is shorter I'll give it that. Yeah, this is a this was a bit of a long one. Yeah, it's like two two twenty. Um, and it could. I'll, I'll give it this. It, it it could be shorter, but the theatrical version just kind of doesn't make any sense a lot of the time. Like uh, like they cut out the whole bit. Uh, in in the assembly cut. They cut out the bit where uh, Golic goes back and opens up the the chamber and lets it out. So then it's it's just out again all of a sudden. Yeah, or maybe they never even trapped it. Like that whole bit may have. I mean, what what was the point of that whole thing? Like they the aliens loose in the in the prison mm-hmm. thing on the. <laughs> deserted planet and they make a plan to trap it and obviously things go awry and a lot of people die but they do trap it and then the crazy dude just lets it out and then they're kind of just back at square one yeah if it like i mean what was the point of that aside from just the alien got to kill more people yeah well it's not look the movie isn't without its flaws um uh, I think there was a bit where they have they oh they send the message to the um to the company being like hey we trapped this thing can we kill it and they're like no 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 don't kill it we're don't do that we're coming right away so it kind of moves the plot forward a little bit in that sense but it also kind of pays off that character a little more because. Which, the- which character, sorry? Garlic. Garlic, yeah. Garlic. Because in the theatrical version, he's just gone. Because <laughs> they cut, like, that's the scene where he dies. Yeah. He, he opens it up course. and he's like, because he th- he's a dra- he's crazy, A, he thinks it's a dragon and he's worshipping it because he thinks it's, like, telling him what to do. Yeah. And so he kills a bunch of people to get to it and then it just kills him. But in the theatrical version, he just disappears at some point. Like, he's just not in any more scenes. Yeah, you know, so there's things like that where it just doesn't uh, 
pan out. Yeah, it doesn't flow as well. And like the opening of the movie is weird. Like it opens the same way with like the the credits intercutting with the ship ejecting and crashing. But then it keeps intercutting with like shots of the wreckage and then you get the text of like, you know, Sergeant Hicks, deceased, unidentified girl, deceased, that kind of stuff. You don't get like any dialogue for like the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, wow. And I like it way better with like the doctor walking around on the beach, finds Ripley. She's like totally black. Yep. Like just like all covered in something black. I don't know what. Either like soot from the fire of the wreckage or if yeah. it were like like mild frostbite maybe we're not really sure yeah she, she also, looks gross and she's fucking covered in lice so many lice um something's up with that planet where there's just lice all the time so everyone has to shave all the time it's pretty gross 42 email um yeah it, it's it's nasty but i i love the opening i love the cinematography in that opening bit this whole movie actually for the most part looks really good yeah that's true i mean david fincher is you know one of the best like visual directors working today but also some of the earlier stuff uh was shot by uh the same dp that did blade runner oh yeah who had to leave due to um Parkinson's shit partway through the movie uh what's his name Cronenworth Jordan Jordan Cronenworth Jordan Cronenworth Cronenworth I think that's it and I can't remember who took over after that um but also pretty talented uh cinematographer but yeah there's like a lot of like really great mood lighting yeah, yeah, you know, like time. like the when the dude's in the tunnel, uh, the dude that falls into the fan. Yeah. Uh, there's like great, great low shots of of that long tunnel with the fan at the end. This little, this the whole movie is like really kind of ugly, in yeah. a beautiful oh, yeah. way. It's like kind of orange and brown, and yeah, very grimy. Yeah, very grimy. The blood in this movie. This movie has some good blood in it. It does. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of like huge splashes of blood. Yeah. Like, like the dude that falls through the fan. Yeah, that was gory as hell. You get a huge splash of blood like right into the camera. Um, the dude that uh, there's a, a shot where the dude runs is like running down the hallway at the end, and he like just makes it to the door, and then the alien gets him. Yeah, and just like you see his legs just like fly up in the air and it's like blood everywhere. Yeah, so gruesome. A lot of good stuff. But um, I don't know. What did what did you think of the movie? You you've seen this before, obviously. Yeah, but it it had been a really long time. I remembered parts of it as we were going, um, but I didn't remember quite everything. Like last last time I saw this movie was probably like thirteen, and I had just watched. The first and second one. <laughs> yeah. And we were marathoning this this shit. Um, oh, yeah. We used to do those every now and then. Yes. The alien marathons. Four. Four movies in a row. It was not short. Those were, yeah. 
Good times. Oh yeah, good stuff. Um, that sounded sarcastic, but it was actually those were really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All night movie marathon. I think it was the first time I stayed up until the sun came up. Was that's what? right? I remember that. I remember you saying this is the first time I've not slept. Yeah, and me being like, "Fuck you," because <laughs> I've done it lots of times, and yeah. not always by choice. <laughs> Yeah, just like we were like got done watching the last one. I'm like, oh, the sun's coming up. <laughs> and this was like probably in the summer, so the sun probably came up at like five a.m. Well, yeah, it wasn't. probably. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good time. That was a fun aside. Anyway, <laughs> back to the movie. Yeah. So your your general thoughts on it? Yeah. Um. Like, I don't really. It's not like super great to me. Um, but then also like it's what I want out of an alien movie. Yeah, like, and I agree with you. Like, it is like quite gorgeous, but I I am a lot less uh visually orient oriented um when it comes to movies. Mm. Um, um, and like part there's every once in a while where the the music kind of stood out to me as like oh, that was an interesting choice. Um, oh, I really like the score. Especially the very end. The very end gets gets good. There were a few parts in the middle where I was kind of like, ah, that's. Like Elliot Goldenthal's a really good composer. I think I think I think which is that there were a few times where like there were there would there would be kind of like, um, metallic uh, percussion going on in the in the music that I would have to really concentrate to understand wasn't part of the scene. Right. Which which get gets that can be very distracting for me. Um, but yeah, ultimately, like, it's fine to me. Hmm. Um, I prefer other Alien movies. Oh, yeah. Sure, well, I mean, so. it's in, like, a tough spot where, like, Alien is, like, pretty close to, or as close as you can get to being, like, a perfect movie. It's, a, it's very excellent. In terms of, like, especially, like, in the realm of sci-fi, it's, like, it's fantastic and then it's also an amazing horror movie at the same time so it's up against that and then it's up against aliens which is like one of if not the greatest sequel ever made yeah it does everything that a good sequel should do which is expand on the mythology without taking anything away from what came before uh move the story forward in a new direction uh introduce new characters that you love as much as the returning characters yep and um give you a taste of what you loved in uh from the first movie but in a new and different way um, you know, Terminator 2 does that, which is also a James Cameron movie. Empire Strikes Back does that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Last Jedi also does that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you know, uh, it, so, actually, on this note, going back, so, on, on the Star Wars thing. <laughs> okay. No, this ties in, this ties in. All right, all right, all right. Uh, like, you know, people were complaining about fan service, and I saw, I listened to a, a podcast that Kevin Smith was doing, which time he was like, sequels are all fan service, man. That's all a sequel is. 
because you liked the first thing. And so the sequel is just like, well, here's that thing again. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like that's what bad sequels are. Yeah. Like good, good sequels do what I just said, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Empire Strikes Back is n- in no way a, like a, you know, you like Star Wars? Well, here it is all over again. <laughs> like, no, it's a totally different movie. Yeah. Um, you know, did you hate how boring Star Trek the motion picture was? Well, here's Wrath of Khan. Like, <laughs> totally different, right? Yeah. Um, Temple of Doom is weird. We don't need to get into Temple of Doom <laughs> right now. It is too late at night to be thinking about fucking Temple of Sorry, Doom. Sorry, I, I have a Raiders poster directly across from me, and I was like, Raiders is a great movie. Temple of Doom is even... Be- no, it's not. Nope, no, nope, not quite. No. Um, but Alien So Alien 3. Th- Alien 3, I think, kind of suffers from having to follow, you know, two of those. There's... Like, does, know, it doesn't to, exactly do any of the things that you listed. Yeah, it's like it's like a really solid opening band that for whatever reason had to play after the headliners. <laughs> yeah, like no one it's like great job. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> like it's like a band like what's who's a who's a small band that I like? Um fuck dude i don't know it's too late at night for this shit. It, it is too late at night for this shit it's like okay so it's like if you were oh no but they're really good the national who's who's less good than the national who's less good than the national yeah or like radiohead who's less good than radiohead i mean like a lot of bands <laughs> Maybe not anymore, but like, but in that kind of vein, you know, in the vein of Radiohead, yeah, like I don't know, like, like Half Moon Run, sure, okay, Half Moon Run, really good band, yeah, they're great, I enjoy them a lot, I've seen them live, they're totally, yeah, but if you had just watched Radiohead, wouldn't give a fuck about, and they're like Half Moon Run's coming on, you'd be like, eh, eh, (laughs) you know, yep. Alien is Radiohead. The National is Aliens. Alien 3 is Half Moon Run. And someone just fucked there's, up the order. <laughs> there's like six people listening to this podcast <laughs> that will get this reference. And good for them. Good for you guys. Yeah. Should have gone with like classic rock bands or something. Like. I don't know. All right. So, but you know what I mean? It's like you just had two movies that are really great in their own right. And then you have to try and follow that up again. Not to mention the fact that they didn't really have a script when they started shooting. Well, that's not a good thing. And it was being rewritten as they were going. Also not a good thing. First time director that the studio didn't trust. Yep. You know? Yep. So it's like all these things, like the fact that it uh, uh, even a watchable movie came out of this is kind of a miracle. <laughs> um, but uh, like I, uh, 
on the on the Blu-ray, there's a, a thing where you can hear like the what the movie was originally supposed to be, and it's kind of interesting. Um, oh. So and and you can kind of see how they like carried over these parallels. Like it was supposed to be a planet of monks originally. Oh. And so like the prisoners on in you know in the movie they're they're prisoners, but they've like you know found God or whatever. So they got this like deep yeah. like religious thing kind of one of the prominent finger figures calls everyone brothers yeah and calls ripley a sister sister yeah yeah um but yeah so they're supposed to be on this planet that was like a man-made planet that had like a you know central core of technology that controlled like the atmosphere and the gravity and all that kind of stuff but other than that it was like kind of this wooden planet floating in space uh, where men who wanted to escape all, you know, the terrors of the technological world that they lived in would would go to this place and, and be monks, basically. And it's like, you know, like the movie was supposed to open and you think you were in the Middle Ages and then a spaceship crashes in a lake that's at the top of this planet. Huh, I wonder if that would have been better or not. I mean, it would have been more interesting in True. a lot of ways because I've never seen anything like that in a science fiction movie. And then there's this whole like, you know, you've got the alien and you've got Ripley and she looks at it from the scientific perspective and they're looking at it. They think it's a demon mm-hmm. or the devil or something like that. It's come to get them. They're is punishing them because there's a woman there. Like that kind of thing, right? So, um, yeah. So, and you know, the idea of like having an alien in Ripley kind of came from that. And there's gonna be a scene where they they're trying to um, catch the alien, and it's in this wheat field, and it's kind of like that scene in The Lost World where the raptors are like, oh, you like see like from the top down. These like uh, someone must have stolen this. <laughs> like someone must have like worked on Alien Three in pre pro, and then when they were doing the Lost World, was also somehow working on that movie, and like went up to Spielberg and was like, "Hey, dig this," because like there's like um, storyboards of like you know the wheat kind of parting as the aliens oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. running towards. It's a great shot. Yeah, so it's like it's a cool idea, and then at the end they set it on fire, and then Ripley ends up walking into the fire instead of falling into the. And they, and they douse the, you know, the alien. They have, like, a glass, f- like, foundry. Ooh. And so they douse it in glass, and then, you know, it comes out covered in glass, and then they pour cold water on it, and it explodes. So there's a lot of, like, parallels to what eventually happened. Mm-hmm. Instead, instead of glassworks in the movie, the planet is, there's, like, this huge lead foundry, and so they douse it in tons of molten lead, but then it busts out, and then... Once it gets splashed with water, it uh, expands yeah. and explodes. Yeah, interesting. So that could have been cool. I don't know. I like the, I like the atmosphere in the movie. You know, I like the the mood and the setting. Um, I think, like, yeah, like we were watching it, and there's this character played by Charles Dance. Uh, who a lot of people probably would know at this point from Game of Thrones. Oh, seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, he's uh, Tywin Lannister. Uh, 
He was in. Uh, he died. Well, they all died. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. It's not really a spoiler. Season <laughs> season three or four, I can't remember. I think he dies, but he was like the the patriarch of the Lannister family. Was he the one who was like doing his sister? Uh, no, no. That would be like his son. He he's like he's their father. Oh yes, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So most people would know him from Game of Thrones, but like he's in this movie. He plays the Doctor. He's good. he's like so good. Under really underappreciated actor, probably. He brings so much presence to every scene he's in mm-hmm. in this movie. He's this very like intense calmness to him. Yeah. Like when he's like performing an autopsy. Uh, you know, on Newt. Uh or when he's in the meeting with the uh The Supt. Yeah, the superintendent. He's like, I'm going to leave now. I find you aggravating to be around or something like that, right? Like, yeah, this guy's yelling at him, calling him an idiot. You know, you're a fuck up because, you, you know, it turns out that he was like addicted to morphine and ended up accidentally killing a lot of people because he was like high on shift. Um, You know, one day. Yeah, yeah, he had worked like a 36-hour shift, and then as soon as he got up, he got fucked up from, like, he got himself fucked up from working a big 36-hour shift, right? Oh, yeah, and then he went to the bar and got drunk, and then they called him back because, like, a, you know, oil factory exploded or something like yeah, that. And, and he went back to work yeah, drunk. And he overprescribed painkillers to, like, killed, like, 11 people or something like that, so. Yeah. So, you know, of course, the superintendent knows this and he's like, calling him a fuck up. And he's like, you know, this is the only reason you're here is because no one else will take you. And and he's just kind of sitting there taking it in like this really calm way. And he's like, I think I'd better leave. I find you, you know, infuriating to be around. Uh, There's then, such such intensity in that line, but he yeah. delivers it in this, with that calmness. It's uh, it's uh, good. Yeah. It's good. And then him, him and Ripley sleep together at one point early on and there's a really funny line which I gotta use at some point uh what is it, something about I appreciate your affection oh yeah I appreciate your affection <laughs> <laughs> he's like get, he's like getting out of bed he's like I appreciate your affection even if they did come at a point where you'd dodge my question or something like that yeah yeah um yeah, no, he's he's really great, and uh, the guy that played uh, what Duncan, is that the guy, the Dylan, 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 the guy played Dylan's great too. Yeah, he does a great job. Both Charleses. Oh, the Charleses. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a hard movie to follow sometimes because it's like a lot of like bald dudes running around corridors. <laughs> A lot, <laughs> especially at the end, especially yeah. for the last like yeah. hour. Like the geography, like you have no idea where you are. Nope. You just know that they got to get it into this thing so they can push it into another thing and trap it and then cover it in lead. And there's just a bunch of bald dudes running around corridors getting eaten and they're and trying. they don't even know where they are. Yeah. Like literally no one knows where they're at, where they are, what they're doing. Yeah. Um, 
the the in in the end there's only one guy that lives. I can't remember his name. I think it might be Morse. Maybe. Morse. Morse, yeah, something like that. He's got the best line delivery <laughs> in the history of cinema. Uh go on YouTube and find a clip of the where the warden gets eaten or the superintendent gets eaten. Um Actually, I'll see if I can put in the audio here. Lieutenant Ripley. He's here. He got Clemens. Stop this raving at once. I'm Stop telling it. you. It's here. It's here and lift that foolish woman back to the infirmary. guy gets pulled into the ceiling and there's this, like blood dripping and everyone freaks out and it just like there's this long pause and the dude's standing there holding a chair and, and, and this was like this was like the reveal to the entire population that there was an alien there yeah and, it's, and then hard cut it just hard cuts to <laughs> a dude like mopping up the puddle of blood and it's just like that's so funny and like brilliant like it that's it's a brilliant acting choice and it's a brilliant editing choice yep to, to cut it that way oh my god it's good um but yeah i don't know alien 3 overall it's you know it's a pretty stand we haven't really gotten to the plot too much yeah well, I, I feel like i feel like one of the things that it suffers from is just kind of it feels to me like there's kind of a lack of focus. Mm, yeah. Um, and that that is both in the plot and just in like the characters cuz it's a it's a very strange and new environment and then Ripley shows up, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the inciting incident is that Ripley's there, which happens right at the beginning. But I feel mm-hmm. like we all we already know Ripley. We already know what all that shit's about, but our our window into kind of the inner workings of this place is Charles Dance's character, Clements. Yeah, and it's me. I can't. I don't know if it was if it was so much the the writing, or if it was just that he had so much presence. But it really felt like he was supposed to be kind of the main character for part of the movie yeah i mean he to me like you said he's definitely somewhat of like the audience um you know surrogate character yeah like absolutely he's the one that brings you into this world i mean he's the first person you see in the movie yeah and he drives a lot of the plot along yeah and it's it's a shock when he goes as early as he goes it's it's it like less than really, an hour into the really movie, really sudden I think, and right? really unceremonious, where he's just he's yeah. just taken from us. And then the focus shifts to Dylan, and it's like, man, like we really could have, like it would have been great to have that guy in the movie later. You know, like there are moments where I'm like, ah, oh, be good to have him around. Yep. Right now to kind of lend some, but I think because like he gets killed in the infirmary. And then Ripley runs down the hallway to the mess hall, and she's like, "It's here, uh, you know. You got it. killed, you know, killed Clements." And then the uh, superintendent's like, "You get that woman out of here!" And then the alien comes down and kills him right away too. And so these were like the only two sort of official 
uh, forms of authority mm-hmm. on the place. Because obviously there's the Dylan character who is the, you know... Unofficial authority. Unofficial authority. He's the leader of the, the prisoners, right? Yeah. If he was, kind of this, this, like, spiritual leader. The spiritual leader. Yeah, he's their, their you know, bishop or their whatever. Reverend? The reverend, yeah. He, but he's the one that everyone looks looks up to. He's the the chief, right? And then there's you know the actual like the warden, the jail warden, because the the setting is that they're on this planet that used to be a maximum security prison, and then the company was like, ah, it's just a money suck. We're gonna shut it down. A bunch of the prisoners found God, and they're like, hey, we want to stay. We don't want to you know go back to go back civilization. to civilization or another prison or whatever. And so basically they were allowed to stay on as like a custodial staff because I guess there was like, you know, it, it's a little bit, it's a refinery. So I guess they can make, smelt. smelt and make enough money to warrant sending a supply ship every six months. I guess so, yeah. But uh, so it's like them and then there's like, you know, a warden and a, a second in command who they nickname 85 because that's his IQ. Um, not high. Yeah. Uh, and so those two die right away and then there's only 85 left. Um, and that's kind of when it's like, okay, all the authority figures are gone. 85 is not going to do anything. Not doing anything well, at least. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of helps Ripley use the bio scanner to find out that there's a queen in her. And uh, they send the messages to the to the company, but other than that, he's kind of useless, right? Like he doesn't do a whole lot. No. Um. And and that's kind of when Dylan takes over as the co lead. But yeah, it it's a it's a hard hard shift because yeah. you follow Charles dance around for so much of the beginning of the movie. It's, it's, yeah, like a lot. Yeah, it's very abrupt when he just goes. And I think, you know, it might be due to the fact that they didn't have a script finished, <laughs> you know. Um, it seems probable, yeah. Because I think in the uh, in the original draft when they were monks, that, that character kind of stuck around for the whole thing. Hmm. I don't know. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, Just the fact that, like, all the inmates are all all of the inmates are double y chromosomes yeah so i mean we don't have to say much about it but i just thought that's a weird thing that i don't know what why that choice was made <laughs> uh yeah i i i didn't have the chance to look up if this is like a real mutation that happens in real life or not I don't think so. I don't think it is either, but I think basically what, what I would, because, you know, they're like the warden says it and I mean, they admit it themselves too. They're murderers and rapists and, you know, like the worst of the worst kind of, but I guess the, the, the double Y chromosome would, would be, you know, maybe heightens those traits. Like, isn't that kind of what? Why? How? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Just, I don't know. It seemed like a weird, dumb thing to me. 
Yeah. To just be like, oh, they're they're extra men, which is <laughs> bad. Yeah, I don't know. It it's uh maybe it was, it was to to be like, well, you know, they're they're um pre uh they have a predisposition predisposition for... for for that kind of behavior. I don't know why that matters. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's already a maximum security prison. Yeah. It must be a bunch of bad bad guys, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not really ever explained. No. They just kind of throw it out there every now and then. Which is kind of how I how I just kind of felt about a lot of the movie. We're yeah. just kind of like, just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, and then and then we and then we move on. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say about it. Yeah, that was yeah our uh, impression of Alien Three. Alien Three, the assembly cut. Assembly cut. I think is if you're gonna watch Alien Three, this is absolutely the way to watch it. I think if you haven't seen Alien 3 in a while, definitely revisit the assembly cut. I think it's worth another look. I think it's kind of underappreciated. Just make sure you set aside enough time. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of written off as being bad. Like, just like, oh, yeah, Alien 3, it's just bad. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm like, yeah, take another look. I think I think it deserves another look. So... Yeah, those are my thoughts. I'm going to say um I don't know. Like I can't really I can't really say it's craptacular. No, because it's not. Any of the things that were good about it were just good. They weren't like so bad that they were hilariously good, right? Yeah. And it's also not just a horrible movie, right? Like it's still it's still everything that I would want out of an alien movie, really. Yeah. It's just not as good as the other alien movies. It's hard not to yeah. compare. So really I think we're only left with calling it a good movie. Yeah. Breakfast Club Fist Bump. Don't you? There it is. That's the yeah. The assembly cut though. The theatrical cut kinda sucks, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we would lean more towards the shit factor if we yeah. had watched that version. Yeah. And like in that one, like the alien comes out of a dog. Yeah. And it's like, well, and, and and the size, the size shifting is way more evident in that theatrical version too. Like oh. It comes out of a dog and then it's tiny and it, and it's, it appears way smaller for way longer. And this one, most of the time it's like a dude in a suit. Yeah. Like it's human size, and there's just a couple weird shots where it's like, okay, it kind of looks small. But what do you think Rotten Tomatoes gave it? We give it like. Uh... Bear in mind, it's this is probably for the theatrical version. Oh yeah, um, yeah that's but... right. Yeah. Is it like uh twenty eight? Oh no, it's higher than that. Oh, okay, it's like forty two. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Damn it! I was gonna say forty two. I was gonna say forty two, and then you're like, it was probably for the theatrical version. And then I was like, ah, oh, that one probably sucks way more. Yeah. Forty two. Hey. It was forty two. Great job. <laughs> so proud of myself. All right. Um. 
yeah let's uh let's wrap it up uh if you like the show uh thank you for listening first of all if you like the show uh one of the best ways to help us out is to just tell a friend who you think might like the show you know maybe go into their phone open their podcast app download a bunch of episodes for them it is very fun knowing friends passcodes yeah you just download podcasts for them which is like a nice prank yeah it's like a nice prank that you can do. It's um, like how I, sn- I broke into your house and made your bed. Yeah. Sorry gotcha. about sorry about your front door. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh, it, yeah. Word of mouth is is honestly the best way. You know, tweet about it, share it on Facebook or whatever. Um. If you still use Facebook, if you want your mom to listen to the podcast, I guess share it on Facebook. Um. Which you do. Which you do. Your mom would love this podcast. Your mom finds us adorable and charming. <laughs> that got weird. Uh, um, uh, just give us a review on iTunes and a five-star rating. Uh, really, the five-star rating is the most important part. You can say whatever you want in the review. doesn't really All I want make is, a difference. is to have a string of five-star reviews that are like, this podcast is shit. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to this ever again, and no one else should. Five stars. I wouldn't listen to this podcast with your ears. Five stars. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. Please, someone do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the probably the second best way you can help out. Um, we are on all of the podcast listening places. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, probably. I uh, can't remember. I think we are. We should check. No one uses Stitcher. It doesn't matter. I um, don't know what Stitcher is. Exactly. So we're on all the podcasts getting places. Um, yeah, check us out anywhere. Share it around. Uh, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. It's like real cheap. Super cheap. Dirt cheap. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee and a fridge kid a month. A fridge kid? Yeah, you know, like World Vision. You get like a picture of a kid to put in your fridge and like, for oh. price, it's just a cup of coffee a day. It's like a you can kid su- that you find in a fridge, like in a dump somewhere <laughs> that like if you hadn't found them, they would fucking die. Yeah, it's way cheaper than... <laughs> Taking care of a weird dump kid. (laughs) (laughs) Find a kid in a dump? That's where your mind went? Where else would you find a kid in a fridge? Uh, I don't know. The brick? (laughs) Well, I don't go to the brick, so there. Kid's hiding from his parents, and you're like, oh man, this looks like a spacious fridge. Oh my god. (laughs) And he's like, shh. Away. And that's why I don't <laughs> go to the brick. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Freaking golem children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like the you know the kids where you get the letters from them, and it's like, like oh, I'm so happy to you know thank you for the photo. My name is so and so, and I live in a village that's nine miles away from water, which means I have to walk, and it's so sad. And at the bottom of the letter, it's like. Written by a World Vision employee. Yep. The real yeah. one would probably read, 
thank you for the donkey. Now I am the target of everyone <laughs> in, everyone else in my poor village. Yes. Everyone was trying to steal my donkey. <laughs> yep. Um Yeah, so it's cheaper than a World Vision kid. <laughs> it's cheaper than a cup of coffee a month. We should just stick with a cup of coffee, I think, next time. Yeah. Just go with a cup of coffee and move on. <laughs> But, I mean, it sent us on such a hilarious tangent. Hijinks. Um, all right. Well, that... Wow. Okay. It is now later. It is so late. Than when we started. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up. Next month, we're going to be back with, uh, one that I've been looking forward to doing since we started this podcast. Since we started? Since we started. This is like three years in the making here. And you had to wait 28 episodes? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good one. We will be watching. Wait. Should I announce wait it right now? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll let people know. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to watch the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie next. Oh, baby. Which is a movie that I watched so much as a kid. And listen um, to the soundtrack for it. Oh, yeah. Come with me. So bad. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm so stoked to, to do this movie. It'll be great. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I hope it's as awesome as I remember it being when I was a kid. We will find out. Uh, yeah. We're going to find out. But, you know, Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out next month. And so I was like, oh, this is the perfect excuse to to watch uh, Ferris Bueller fight Godzilla. So <laughs> Perfect. And there's the bit at the end with all the baby Godzillas and they're running around. We'll get to it. We'll get oh, to it's it. so we'll good. All right. And Jean Reno is oh, in we'll it. Get He's to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Like, oh. Yeah. Harry Shears. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, okay. So that's what we're gonna be doing next month. So uh yeah, look out for that. Uh and until next time, keep watching crap. It's amazing we made it twenty eight episodes without a fart noise. Welcome to Retro Craptacular Nights. Nights. <laughs> Plink. Uh, all right, let's do this. <laughs>